footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares. Not a lot, just a little. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in once again. It's because you are listening that I am able to produce this podcast. If you are enjoying the show, please consider donating by going to www.darksoftlytales.com, scrolling to the bottom of the page and hitting the PayPal button. All donations, great or small, are welcome. With that said, let's talk story. Tonight's story is one that is actually one of the very first stories I narrated on audio, probably a year or two back when I thought I was going to start this podcast. To be honest, it was actually probably closer to three years ago. Anyway, audio was a huge learning curve for me, and I was going through this nonstop dark night of the soul for about three years, so it's taken me a while to get to this place. The audio for the story is a little rough, rough but real, so please forgive me, but I'm going to go ahead and play it for you tonight. The story is called Layla and the Skull from my book, Abyss, Three Tales to Chill Your Bones which you can find by going to Amazon and typing my name, Mavsky, into the search engine and also the word abyss, A-B-Y-S-S. And, or you can just go ahead and head to my website. The story idea came to me as most of my story ideas do. I put my fingers on the keyboard and this vision floated into my mind. A little girl was trapped in time and space. The only way out was for her to jump into this deep abyss and face her inner demons. She learns the gift and the price of sacrifice. Carl Jung writes about the shadow side we all possess. It's like our personal monster or demon that we ourselves have created. It will chase us until we face it. You'll have to face yours one day, just as I must face mine. But enough of that. I wouldn't want to scare you, would I? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Layla and the Skull by Mav Sky. The tick-tock of her grandfather's clock paused, and that is when Layla stepped off the edge of her bed, spread her arms like wings, and fell into the abyss. The dark ocean of nothingness swallowed her. It was not uncomfortable, this falling, sinking, being swallowed. The space was not empty at all, but soft and billowy like great black feathers. Layla supposed that if she were to hum, it would echo like a whale song. But she didn't feel like humming. She hadn't felt like humming for a whole six months. She didn't even feel like singing. And singing was once the most important thing in the whole world. 
It was how she expressed herself, how she entertained her grandmother and the judges on stage. Ever since Tony died, Layla didn't feel like coming anymore. Not even on her ninth birthday, which was today. Layla fell for five minutes, then ten, then an hour, just like the man in the long dark cloak promised her. Layla strained to see the red flashes of light, followed by the skull. The man in the cloak said she see them too. She waved her arms as if hoping it might speed up the process, but it didn't. Sometimes she flipped over on her back and spread her arms like an angel. Her bedroom light beamed like a tiny, tiny circle the size of her eraser tip. She focused on it, for it was the only light in the darkness. Layla, screamed a demon in the dark. Layla flipped to her belly and engaged the darkness. A tiny bead of crimson flitted up and exploded beneath her. It had a metallic smell like the time she had cut her finger when helping mother slice apples for a pie. Then another crimson streak rose, exploded, and then another. It was like a firework show. She thought, this isn't so bad. Just like the 4th of July, Independence Day. Layla, the demon screamed again. And this time, Layla felt afraid. She didn't want to see a face that shrieked like that. Yes, she asked. And just like she suspected, her voice echoed as if underwater, like a whale song. Something bone white filled the expanse beneath. It rose towards her faster than she fell towards it. It was giant, enormous, the size of the earth, moon, no, sun. She saw two eyes, not really eyes, but more like hollow graves, tiny red specks, pupils. They flitted here and there like horseflies. She could hear the pupils' chainsaw buzz. It wasn't loud, but soft, a gentle grinding of teeth. The red specks never left the hollow of their eyes, but remained within. Four things chomped within the skull's jaw. They chattered together like a saw on bone. It was far worse than the red specks buzzing. The skull rose towards her, and just before it reached her bare feet and gobbled her hole, it swerved to the left, floating up to her face. Layla felt tiny and insignificant compared to the mighty skull, but the tall man in the dark cloak told her not to be afraid to be brave. She still fell, and the skull fell with her. Layla! It screamed again. Layla wasn't brave. She waved her arms, kicked her legs, even yanked her hair, but there was nothing she could do to get away from the skull or to escape the darkness. She glanced up. The pinprick of light was still there, her bedroom, her home. Layla! Answer me. Layla gathered her strength and replied as she would to a teacher calling attendance. Here. Why? The skull's teeth clacked together. The tiny specks with wings dove up and down, side to side. I want Tony back. The teeth stopped chattering and held inches apart. 
What came from them next was the worst sound in the darkness yet. A laugh. An old-fashioned hearty har-har. The skull mocked her, and Layla knew it. No, Layla said. The man in the dark cloak said you would give him back, so you have to. She knew this trick from when Tony used to steal her toys, and Mom would say, give them back. And Tony would say, but why? And Mom would say, because I asked you to, young man. Everyone knows if Mom told you to do something, you'd have to do it. The tall man in the dark cloak said he was kind of like the skull's father. The skull had to do what he said. But first, Layla had to meet with the skull herself. What will you give me in exchange? The skull's teeth chattered on and on. Layla thought about it. My gumwad. Layla's gumwad was about a hundred pieces of bubblegum tall, chewed and smushed, that is. She'd been collecting for four years now. It was her most valuable item. Her mom had once called it edible art. That sounded fancy. Her gumwad was fancy. The skull simply said, no. But you have to. It's edible art. My mom said so. Very fancy. I don't want fancy, little girl. The skull shrieked at her, and it sounded like a bat who was hungry for dinner. Layla trembled. If it didn't want her valuable object, then she had nothing to bargain. She glanced around her room as if looking for help. But there was none. In fact, there was nothing but darkness and the skull. An idea occurred to her, and she decided to trick the skull. Layla had seen something like this on TV once. Is it my soul you want? The skull laughed once more, but this time it was even louder and much, much longer. It flew closer to her and hissed, yes. Layla kicked out her legs and pushed off from the skull like she might do to the wall of the swimming pool. Then you can have it. She didn't want a dumb old soul anyways. She couldn't see it or feel it or smell it. It was of no value to her. The skull quieted, its teeth chattering like a saw on bones. Its voice was low and raspy. It's not yours to give, little girl. Oh, this surprised Layla. Who, I want your song. This again surprised Layla. My, yes, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Its teeth snapped, chewed, and gobbled the darkness, inching closer and closer to her. Layla tried to kick away from it, but its mass pulled her near. But I lost it. Liar. Its teeth chattered, and then she heard something else, a whisper far, far away. It called her name. I can't give you what I don't have. But had she lost it? Was the skeleton right? It was this very second that Layla realized that there were things more valuable than her gumwad, possibly even more valuable than her dumb old soul. 
She heard the sound from below again, and this time, she recognized the sound as a voice. Layla tore her eyes away from the skull to look beneath her. A lake of fire lay below. Its tongues of flame leapt toward her, trying to claim her. Layla could feel its heat. She knew this was coming. The tall man in the dark cloak had told her. She needed to make a deal with the skull before she hit the flames, or... Give it to me, or be damned in the eternal flames, said the skull. But that wasn't the deal. Oh, yes, it was. The skull briefly glimmered, turning into the slender, pale man in the dark coat who had visited her in her bedroom. Layla gasped. You're the liar. Layla, called the voice. It was her brother's voice, Tony's voice. He was in the flames. Which is it, little girl? Its voice was once again low and raspy. She opened her lips, and the song she had made up for her brother came out. I like to dream of mouses' houses. You are offering it? Layla shook her head. I like to dream of shooting stars. She hoped Tony could hear her. Layla, screamed Tony. I like to dream of playing baseball and eating candy bars. That was Tony's favorite part. I like to dream when I close my eyes. I like to dream when I sleep at night. Layla! Tony's voice was closer now, much, much closer. And look, there he was, flying up to her inside a blue sphere. No! screamed the skull. He gnashed his terrible teeth at her. Crimson started flowing out of its eyes, but it wasn't just color, it was blood. Layla sang anyway. So close your eyes and dream, my brother. The skull shot a fireball out at her. She felt the flames lick her skin, but Tony was almost there. She closed her eyes, her hair catching fire. It burned, 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 but still she sang. Dream, sing, sing. And then Tony was with her, his arms around her, and they were inside a glowing blue bubble. Tony! Sing, Layla, sing, he said. She wrapped her arms around him tight. My hair's on fire. No, it's not. Keep singing. The skull shrieked again and again and tried to eat the bubble, but the blue sphere pounced out of its mouth. Layla started the song over again. As long as she kept singing, they kept rising toward the light of her bedroom. The skull chased them almost all the way up, but... Just as they reached the light of Layla's bedroom, the skull seemed to strike an invisible wall. It tumbled back into the blackness, the firework flames consuming it. Layla looked up. Look, it's my bedroom. Mom, I can't wait to see Mom. Tony jumped up and down, and they both sang. Dream, sing, sing. And at the last sing, they burst up out of the darkness, and the bubble popped above Layla's bed. Where's Mom? 
asked Tony. They both lay in a pile of blue slime. I don't know, said Ayla. I haven't seen her or dad in what feels like a century. I've been stuck inside my room. I missed you so much, Layla. When you died, Layla squinted her eyes. You were the one who died, Tony. Tony shook his head. No, after you drowned, I wanted to die too, but Mom said she needed me to stay. I don't understand, said Layla. She picked a framed picture of her mother up from her nightstand. Her mother was so happy, smiling, a giant carnival ferris wheel behind her. Every seat was a different color, like a rainbow. See, said Tony, this man came and saw me. He was really scary. He was tall and pale and in this dark robe. Layla shook. She shivered. She hugged her mother's photograph to her heart. No. Oh, yeah. I'm talking real scary, Layla. He said I could come and see you, but he had to talk to you first. I guess he did. Oh, Tony, I'm so sorry, cried Layla. Why? I think we're both dead. She looked at her mother again in the photograph and gently replaced the frame on the nightstand. Oh, said Tony, frowning. He gave her a look that she was familiar with. He didn't understand. She didn't either. Why did you talk to that man, Tony? You should know better than talking to strangers. I thought the scary man was making it up, and I was about to run away, but then I heard your song. I heard you singing, and I knew that it was you. Layla wrapped her arms around her little brother and cried. He tricked me too, Tony. He lied. I thought you were dead and that I was alive. I came to save you so we could all be together again. Tony hugged her back. At least you still have your song. Yeah, said Layla, and I have you now. Tony smiled. I have you too, but he sighed. Mom. I miss her too, said Layla. Maybe she'll join us, asked Tony. Layla shook her head, glancing at the photograph. I hope not, Tony. He sniffed into her shoulder. I hope not either. Layla, will you sing to me? Layla smiled through her tears and nodded. Which one? The mouse's house's one. That one is my favorite. Layla smiled and nodded. Okay, Tony. She straightened her voice and then started. I like to dream of mouses' houses. And soon, Tony's voice merged with hers. And they sang together for eternity. Thanks for tuning in to Dark Softly Tales. I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. A quick note to remind listeners that we want your true stories for our True Stories to Tell in the Dark episode for March. If you have a scary true story, please email it to darksoftlytales at gmail.com or check the show notes for details. Until next time, shine bright, dark hearts.